What's going on, everybody? It's your buddy. It's your pal, Spass Phoenix, the YWC Reality Check, and it's AEW time. So, it's a guapo. Oh, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Senor Guapo is back again on the Spaz Phoenix channel for AEW Full Gear. That was like and, a slow burn intro. <laughs> and because I need a trigger, Spaz, right away, Cody Rhodes. That's right, he got his name back. Okay. Does this mean he's going to cry about Daddy some more? Probably. And call it a promo. Somebody has to. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. It's been a minute. How you been? Been doing all right. You know, living the dream here in Guapo Land. All, all the craziness and wonderfulness of COVID and elections and, and humanity. Yeah. and it, it has been said by many people, but the 2020 dumpster fire rages on. But you know what? Next week, after full gear... It will be Guapo Day once again, and everything will be good. Well, dumpster fires do burn orange. So. That's true. They do burn orange. However, you know what puts them out? Liberal tears. I think you <laughs> messed up that metaphor a lot. No. I no, think you did. No, I didn't. Anyways, full gear is a thing. <laughs> I just don't even care anymore. I'm just ready for it all to be over. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. Know it's not over. AEW full gear. No, you're right. It'll never get over. No, it won't never get over until it's over. God. That's okay. They got beaten by Halloween Havoc last week. It's fine. Uh, they got slaughtered this week. I can't even talk shit. Um, I mean, it's Halloween Havoc. Obviously, it's going to pull better numbers. Yeah, I mean... It was, also, it was also pulling against the go-home-to-the-go-home show. And, I, and I will say, like, all my, all my bullshit aside, because this is an AEW pod, so I'm going to try and attempt to be a little bit unbiased, uh, it was Halloween Havoc, and it was against a pre-taped Dynamite. So, if I want to be fair, spoilers were out there. I may have put spoilers out there, because I'm an asshole. Um, yeah. AEW's not terrible. I mean, anybody that's been paying attention to our, our previews in the past couple of months knows what I don't like, and I still don't like it. But there is there is good shit in amongst the uh, the Cody Rhodes-ness. Um, overall, card's fun. There's a lot yeah. of stuff... There's a lot of stuff that I wish I wasn't looking at already knowing what's going to happen. Doesn't necessarily ruin it, but there's a lot of stuff that I'm looking at here where it's like, I mean, yeah. You get, you get that no matter where you go, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, There is never going to be a wrestling card that you look at, see a couple matches, and not know, you know what, I know the where that's going to head to. But see, the problem problem with I have with this card, and it's not to be contradictory, this could be any card, it just happens to be this one, there's... There's the ones that I think I know what's going to happen, and the rest of them are the ones that I don't care about so much. So, over here, like, in, in column A, I know what's going to happen. In column B, I don't, I don't care what happens. Um, good way to start this off, I'm a huge fan of Orange Cassidy. 
We're gonna start mm-hmm. with that. Uh, I'm gonna I'm not going with the with the kickoff show match first because I'm actually looking forward to that one. So instead, I'm gonna go to the bottom or what I call the bottom. Orange Cassidy versus John Silver. I like Orange Cassidy, but he's not at that point of a star where I'm gonna like a match no matter who he's facing. He still needs to be facing somebody that I'm also interested in. Orange right. Cassidy's fucking phenomenal. John Silver, I. I got nothing other than, like, Simon Miller pirate puns, you know, Long John Silver, etc. I, the, the Dark Order thing is really waning for me. Uh, I don't know, I don't know where you sit with it. Um, uh, it, it seems it's hard. I know you don't watch, uh, watch BTE at all. Yeah, but I know. It's hard to say for me because I like John Silver just simply because of BTE. And all the Dark Order segments on BTE have them all over as all hell, so. Right. But, okay, so I guess I'll, I'll have to throw it to you then. The stuff that they're doing on BTE, does it tie into this match? No. Okay. Uh, basically, what it is, the tie-in for the match is because Dark Order keeps interfering in Orange Cassidy slash Best Friends matches. See, now, if you were to tell me that he was going up against Grayson, or Uno, or Colt Cabana, or Brody Lee, or who else am I forgetting in the Dark Order that actually, like, means something? Uh, Ten. I was gonna say, even uh, if he was going up against Ten, like, I would buy that, because it's like a monster-slaying type match. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, I, I just, because, like, I guess you say, like, I don't, I don't, uh, follow the BTE stuff, I'm going strictly by what I see on screen, I don't, like, there's no hook. Like, like, there's no hook for me. The hook is Orange Cassidy. He's going to do his awesome shit. I would love it if the return of Pac meant that we were going to get more Orange Cassidy Pack stuff, but considering his return this week on Dynamite was only in video form, I'm yep. thinking he's still in the UK. Not necessarily. We, we honestly don't know where he's at. That's true. I would love it to be a surprise, but now I'm looking forward to what's happening other than the match, so that still doesn't help me look forward to the match. Right. I mean, granted, over over on my side of things, on the Black and Gold brand, we just got Pete Dunn back, which is yes. awesome. We just got Tony Storm back, which is awesome. We know there's transportation happening. If Pac yep. does show up, that will, like, no matter where it is, if it's with Orange Cassidy or with if it's getting involved with anything else, specifically, like, the Eddie Kingston faction that, that they got going on there, uh, if Pac shows up anywhere on this card... Me being the the NXT guy, I will I will admit that that's that in and of itself will be a huge shot in the arm for this show. Yeah, I'm hoping it's towards the the Eddie Kingston and all those guys because like his old faction like left him behind to join another faction, and I think there's so many stories you can tell in there because there's so many different names and combinations of things you could do. Whereas Orange Cassidy and Pack was awesome, but it would be retreading an old story. Right. Um, I'm going to go with Orange Cassidy because he's the one that I care about in the match. Cassidy Cassidy wins it unless it goes to a DQ because uh, just simply because of all the Dark Order interference and all that stuff going on. But uh, I think the match itself will be good because it's definitely going to be more of a cruiserweight, speedish type match because both John Silver and Cassidy can really turn up the speed and make the match very physical but quick so 
Well, see, that's that's I, it. I, like, be, I, I, sh- I, I should. You don't, you don't sorry. know much about Silver. However, he he's he is a really good wrestler. And... Well, this is the thing, and I, and I should clarify. Like, I'm 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 leading with the negative on this match just because for me it's at the bottom of the list. My and I have to say this with a lot of people on both sides, AEW, NXT, WWE, wherever. There is a lot of people where I'm going to go into a match where I don't necessarily care, but I do know that it's going to be a good match, which almost makes it more frustrating because if I know it's going to be a good match, I wish I had more reason to invest in it. Because I don't, I've seen John Silver wrestle, and I know that he's great. I yeah. Orange Cassidy, the gimmick, the Orange Cassidy gimmick is is still bizarre to me, but like in a good way. Um, the best friends don't have anything on this card tonight, do they? Best friends? No. Okay. <clears throat> they, so, they do not have a match. So, assume Dark Order, fuckery, best friends, fuckery. Yeah. Um, you know what? It would be a really WWE thing to do, but I wouldn't necessarily mind if Dark Order jumped in, best friends jumped in, and it became sort of like a impromptu six-man because yeah. I don't like them all the time, but AEW has a habit of throwing in those like big, huge pile of people type matches, and there isn't one of those on this card. So if this turned into that, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I'm yeah. not saying I'm not saying it will, but um, yeah, that's really all I've got. Um, going to transfer over into the kickoff now because I don't really have any functional way to transfer into the next match. Uh, for the NWA Women's Championship match, Serena Deeb versus Allison Kay. First of all, Serena Deeb picked up that title off Thunder Rosa, and Thunder Rosa is rumored to be going all over the place. So I haven't had you on in a while. Where I just finished talking about this with Jake with a video that we're going to put out later. Where do you want Thunder Rosa to end up? AW. Okay, fair enough. Just, just because of her comments uh, not too far back of saying that she really wants to be somewhere where she has more freedom uh, to do whatever she really wants. Uh, if she does go to NXT, AEW, uh, NXT uh, WWE, that's not going to happen. Uh, she just, just opened her own uh, promotion. Uh, so I don't see her giving that up right now. No. So, no, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't see. Uh, I don't see it happening. Okay. Um. I just, uh, like I say, just finished uh, doing the exact same topic with Jake. So I'm, if I dig too deep into this, I'm going to get into repetitive, uh, repeated thoughts of of what's going to come up in a future video. Uh, just look forward to. There's a podcast possibly next week coming out with me and Jake and NXT-ish stuff. And as you can probably tell, it has to do with the women's division. We're going to talk mm-hmm. a lot about Thunder Rosa, etc. Um, now, flipping the flipping the coin to somebody that used to be over on that side of things and is now in AEW, now has the NWA World Championship, Serena Deeb, who was not used very well in WWE other than the, uh, the bald, you know, straight-edge society thing, taking on Allison Kay. Now... I, unless I'm forgetting something, I don't know much about Allison Kay. So, Guapo, what can you tell me about Allison Kay? <clears throat> I know she is a former, uh, former, 
uh, NWA World uh, Women's Champion. Uh, she's she yeah, she's held it one time uh, in 2019, April 27th, 2019. I'm actually looking at the Women's Champion uh, NWA Women's Championship uh, title uh, stuff right now. But uh, she's a former champion, so definitely has ties with the championship and with uh, NWA. As far as like where she's been and stuff like that, stuff like that, I have not. I'm not super familiar with her. Okay. Uh, I've watched maybe uh, one or two matches with her. Uh, let's see, I'm trying. Okay, yeah, that's where it was. Uh. Shine. Uh, she wrestled for Shine. Uh, been wrestling for Shine on and off uh, since 2012. So I believe one of the matches I've seen with her is from there. She did do stuff with uh, TNA. Okay. It looks like uh, she was part of the Lady Squad. I'm just reading this off of her stuff. Uh, and she competed in the Mayon Ca- Classic. Oh! Mayon Classic. Okay, well then I have by, seen her because uh, I covered... Mia, Mia Yim. Okay, because I, I covered the, the May Young Classic. The second uh, May Young Classic. Okay. Okay, so I have seen her. I just yes. didn't really make note of it, which is super shitty for conversational purposes. Uh, do you know if she's tied to a particular company right now? Uh, NWA. Okay. So, Serena, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Serena Deeb is signed to AEW, but holds the NWA Women's Championship, and she's defending it against an NWA women's number one contender on the AEW show. Correct. I've got that right. Okay. No, I think if they're bridging over, because NWA is not really doing anything right now, if I'm correct, right? Um, yes. Uh, you know what I wouldn't mind? If the, if that's sort of the bridge between the two companies, uh, even though it's Cody Rhodes, and my opinion of Cody Rhodes hasn't really changed, I wouldn't mind another round of Cody Rhodes, Nick Aldis from All In. Yeah, I would love to see that. That would be, because uh, at this point, it would be champion versus champion. Yeah. And that's how they introduced Thunder Rosa and the NWA women's title at, uh, what was the last one? All Out, right? Correct. So, uh, a little bit of, a little bit more cross-promotion for them while they're hibernating wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, and it would sort of be a sidestep for Cody Rhodes that I could, I could say, you know what, at least I've seen that match before and I know it's a good match, it's fine. I'm sorry, uh, not to cut you off, but uh, I just read that uh, Allison uh, K is actually a free agent. Oh, she, okay. uh, November 3rd uh, announced her departure from NWA. So just a couple of days ago. <laughs> literally literally this ago. past Monday. Yep. She so left on election no, day. She is no longer a part of NWA, but... but she has a NWA World uh, Women's Championship match at her huh. year, which means Serenity was winning. Okay. No, that's interesting. Um, could could possibly end up uh, landing her in AEW uh, though. It yeah, it is kind of funny because if she's fighting an AEW champion with the NW with who holds the NWA title currently, and it gets her a shot at uh, an AEW contract, then you've now you've got two AEW talents fighting over another company's belt. And I think if it continues like this, you're going to run into an Intercontinental Championship situation where it's not even really their big women's title, but it'll be the one that uh, occasionally people will have more focus on. Right. 
because, and I'm just going to switch to this right now. It's a quick transition. Uh, I'm pretty sure you're not going to be surprised by this. I'm not super excited about another round of Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose. You're me both. Um, I'm trying to be nice. Hikaru Shida is one of the ones I would love to see in NXT. Mostly because I want to see her take on Io Shirai, to be, be perfectly honest with you. I mean, uh, yeah, I would love to see her versus Shiro too, but I don't see her... I don't see it. Ha- I don't see her leaving AEW. No, I, I, I neither do I. Uh, for as much crap as I give their women's division, Hikaru Shida is one of the few people that they actually do sort of put a focus on. Obviously, they've given her the title at the moment, but and I really am getting into repeat territory now from from the stuff with Jake. But it feels like to me they have like that token one women's match a night on on Dynamite. And they point to the crowd and say, oh, yeah, by the way, there is our champion, Hikaru Shida. And then they wheel her out for the pay-per-view. And I don't... I like Hikaru Shida. And I'm not seeing nearly enough of her to really consider her as the champion. And I think she should be champion, because I think she's great. But it's 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 a catch-22 of, you've decided to put the title on her. So, obviously, here's this person that I like. Here's this person that you guys clearly want to like because you've put a belt on her can i see a little bit more of her please and can i see her facing somebody other than nyla rose and the vicky guerrero thing feels like a band-aid on the i really don't give a crap about nyla rose wound um i wouldn't mind somebody else interfering and sort of making their claim at the title uh Britt baker isn't anywhere on this card this is I, true. I would love to see her make her stand as as the next big big challenger. Vicky Guerrero's going to be uh, outside doing her thing. And uh I I I don't want to say I'm more interested in a manager than in a talent, but like uh very very similar to I'm I'm more interested in Taz than I am in Brian Cage or Ricky Starks. <laughs> like that's just a I thing. I do know uh Recently, uh, Vicky and Eddie's oldest daughter, that, uh... Oh, Shaw? Shaw. She recently announced that she was uh, wanted to come back to wrestling. Okay. So, I mean, if she wanted to come back and... I'm not saying just come back to come back or uh, come back to AEW necessarily, but if she came back and her mom was her manager, I'd oh. be okay with it. So you want female Dominic? Not necessarily, but kinda. But you know, not uh, not putting Vicky in an eye for eye match, you know. No, it would be a hair versus hair match. Have you seen her hair? This is true. But uh, yeah. I just hear uh... screaming, and you know what it'll be? Because what's the most famous hair versus hair match ever? Battle of the Billionaires, I shaved Vince's head, it was fantastic mania. I don't know. Now I have this, this image in my head of Donald Trump chasing Vicky Guerrero with hair trimmers. It's weird. Now, Res- wrestling's a weird place to be. <laughs> now, uh, Shaw Guerrero, uh, Guerrero actually has some, time, some ties with AEW, as she did the ring announcing for the women's uh, tag team. I was going to uh, say, I know she's been associated with them. 
Um, so that's not you're you're right. That's not out of the realm of possibility. And if that is the case, good for her. Because yeah. didn't she she was in NXT and then she stepped away to do some other stuff. Uh, she was in NXT. I think if I remember right, she did TNA too. Oh, did she? All right. If I remember right, but uh, I might be wrong. Uh, da, 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 Florida Championship Wrestling, NXT, Independent Circuit. Da, da, da. Okay, no, no, no TNA. I actually I caught the last Impact pay per view. It was it wasn't too bad at all. Yeah, I heard it was okay. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, for this championship match, I hate to say it, but I think Nyla's gonna win it. Why? Because. I think they're gonna they're gonna let Sheeta take a break because Sheeta has literally carried the women's division by herself more or less since the beginning of the Rona. But if that was like if that was the case though, honestly, because Nyla Rose, I don't know, I don't care, and it doesn't sound like you really do either. And I and I want to say that's a step in some kind of direction because I remember when you went to the pay per view and we did our post-pay-per-view podcast about, like, watching it on TV versus being there live. Yeah. And you were really high on Nyla Rose at the time. And yeah, you were you were really I, putting I, her I like, over. I like Nyla. She's, she is a good performer. She is a good in-ring person. I just do not like her having the title. I honestly don't. Right. Just because... Is it because it looks like a watch? One, it looks like a watch. Yeah. And that's something I said in the podcast with Ruffin. Uh... <laughs> They, they really need to make that women's title bigger. Like, it doesn't need to be... Uh, what, what did I say? It Like, is that a 2? It needs to be at, at like, a 10 on, like, a yeah. 20 scale. You know what I mean? It, it, it's way, it was made, and Ruffin made the point, it was made to fit Rio. Yeah. Rio's a twig and looks like a 12-year-old. See, the thing no, for me no, is, no, right, like, it's... But, like if you look, if you look it, at the plate, it even looks it looks small on Cheetah. Well, this is the thing though, right? But if you take that, because it's 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 not a circle, it's an oval, right? But it's an up yeah. and down oval. You could take that plate and turn it, it, and it would sort of look like. Do you remember the the Intercontinental Championship that we had before Cody brought the the white one back? Mm-hmm. And and it was just kind of it it was round. I called it the Tylenol belt because it looked like a Tylenol tablet. But it was it was it wasn't huge, but it was like wide instead of tall. You could yeah. turn that plate, and it wouldn't have to be too much bigger, but it wouldn't look so awkward. And also, it's not a flat plate; it's very rounded, like not round as in a circle plate, but like it's rounded, so it looks like it's meant to fit around a really skinny person's waist. Like like you say, like a Riho or even Sheeta is kind of pushing it. So either make it a bigger plate or just adjust the the shape of it. Honestly, I kind of wish that they would go with go the route that Lucha uh, Underground went with uh, like their heavyweight championship that like multiple plate like look sort of uh, just uh, something that looks more like I don't want to say a diamond ring but it's like a woman's like okay fancier um. like ring or something like that just in a belt form you know what I mean something that looks nice feminine ish but bigger that that looks more like a title belt for a women's champion i've literally never watched lucha underground so i'm looking it up now to see what that Lu- belt looks like they're right reg- uh, just a regular title belt it's big round thing with the lucha mask in the middle hold on maybe uh under 
I know we're we're, we're professionals. Yeah, I you know what? <laughs> it's COVID times. I gave up on on being uh, professional a long time ago. I see one that looks like a bunch of gold bars and one that's an actual circular plate with a lucha mask in the middle. The one with the gold bars. Oh, the gold, the oh, the gift of the gods. Yes, gift of the gods. That that belt. Something some kind like the same like. Oh, so like it's not a belt; it's literally a, a sequence of plates. Correct. It's. I think interesting. I think that would look nicer. Like make that make it like that a little bit like smaller to where it's not like as gaudy sort of you know right, I mean? but more feminine esque. Because that looks classical. You want something a little bit more modern, but that style. Correct. Something okay. like that I think would look nicer for a women's championship. This is me learning as I go. This is why we have Guapo on the show, guys. You're welcome. And eventually, when when the world's not on pause anymore, we're gonna go to a show. It's gonna be good. I'm going to drag you out to a Destiny show. It's fine. Sooner or later, I'm going to make my way up to Canada. It's all... Okay, trust me. Depending on how things go in the next couple of days, I know a lot of people that are coming up to Canada. I mean, you know. You just uh, have to... I mean, we've got a wall. It just so happens that ours is like a little privacy hedge. <laughs> Anyways, I'm, I'm done talking about a match that I don't really care about. Yeah, uh... I honestly think, uh, just last note, I think Nyla wins it, but it's only because Nyla's going to set up somebody else. See, I'm swinging because... the I'm swinging the other way. I'm I'm going a couple steps ahead with it. If I was to say like, hey, here's where I want to go, I don't want Nyla Rose in the title picture anymore. If Hikaru Shida's taken a break or she hasn't had a chance to go home in a long time or whatever her situation is, I'm 100% okay with that. Flip it quickly to Britt Baker and let the Britt Baker Big Swole feud continue over the title. I'd be all for that. Or have this be the moment that, you know, Reba helps her get the title but then decides she doesn't need her anymore and then you got like the whole like former mentor, former student mm-hmm. type of story. Very easy to take stories like that that already exist and just throw the title into there if you're going to give Sheeta a break, and then, you know, she can come back in, like, a month or so and be like, why are you guys squabbling over my belt? Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Anyways. Now. Potentially. Okay, this is one that I was really hard on in the last pay-per-view because it went real, real bad. I like both guys involved. I just don't want to see anybody die. We got Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in the Elite Deletion. Elite Deletion match, yeah. Here, 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 here's a little tiny piece of advice. If one of your wrestlers comes off of a scissor lift and eats the concrete, maybe stop the match. I still think that was a Matt call. I, You know what, though? That's where I don't want to be like everybody's dad. But that's where you gotta step in and protect the wrestler from themselves. Uh, I don't want to come off like a pansy. I don't want to come off like I'm trying to wrap everybody in bubble wrap. But personally, I'm I'm gonna throw it out there. They should have erred on the side of caution on that one. Just my opinion. Well, I agree with you. But... I, I mean, Matt Hardy is got has got a very limited role. I like how he's kind of mentoring the the. Um, Private party. The uh, yeah, the wannabe street profits there. Um, 
it's good. He's do he's doing what uh, Doc Hendricks did for him and his brother. So I think the next generation of that is really cool. Still love Sammy Guevara. People tried to cancel him. I don't give a single fuck. Uh, he's great. His character is great. He's great in the ring. Matt Hardy needs somebody like that to, to sort of bring him to where he needs to be because Matt Hardy's not a young guy anymore. Breaks my heart. I'm a Hardy Boys fan, but also I got to be realistic. Um, and they're they're going to look to to make themselves look better and sort of repay the audience for what happened on that last pay-per-view, I think. Yeah. So I think, uh, I don't necessarily think it's going to be the best match of the night, but this, I think, probably the surprising match of the night. It's, I, it's going to be the best gimmick of the night, just simply because it's going to be a, uh, what's called, a, a tape, tape uh, match. I don't know, man. That means it's got to go up against the Haunted House of Terrors match. It can make it. <laughs> Do they have parkour zombies? Uh, I mean, anything's going to be better than, uh, what's his name with his stupid hat? Uh, Cameron Grimes? Yeah. Oh, I don't like I don't like Cameron Grimes. I'm sort of coming around to him as a comedy character. I'm not sitting here saying Cameron Grimes or Dexter Loomis is great. I think as, as keep in mind, fitting into the type of show that that was meant to be. I thought that was pretty good. I think the production... Like, WWE's got the production of the cinematic matches down. I'm not saying Matt Hardy doesn't. Matt Hardy did the final deletion and all that kind of shit, and he's great as well. But all the all the horror movie spots and stuff like that, way, way, way better than... Uh, what was it? The Wyatt Compound, when it was the Wyatt Family versus the New Day. Oh, wait, the New Day doesn't exist anymore, because the draft is a thing. Moving on. I mean, Matt Hardy's got to win this, right? Yeah, Hardy wins it. Actually, no. I, I, to be honest, because there's no stipulation of if Hardy loses, he quits wrestling forever, I think they give it to Sammy. I wouldn't mind it, but it's one of those, you know, you're coming back into my own backyard. I Sentimentally, I'd love them to give it to Matt, only because... I mean, people's real-life sympathy shouldn't always translate into the kayfabe story, but, like, we came out of the last match worrying about Matt's literal health, and obviously he's he's working around that with a cinematic match. To make people feel better about the last one, that sort of worry and care and sympathy, whatever, carries over. I think you give those people that were so worried uh, a little bit of a feel-good to make up for the last pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. Also, I mean, do you want to argue with Rebby? Like, that's also a thing. <laughs> She's scary. This is true. I, I, would, rather I, mean, face, yeah. I would rather face Eddie Kingston than uh, Rebby Hardy. <laughs> that's, uh, she's a bit scary. She's a bit scary. Um, okay, I might as well get this one out of the way. Cody Rhodes and his Ego Prop Championship taking on Darby Allen. Cody Rhodes thinks he's Darby. one of the road, road Warriors, and and if he's not going to cry through a promo, he's going to shout through a promo, and basically sat there like a jackass in the ring saying, hey kid, don't worry, you can have a title one day, remember I got you a job. Much as I hate to admit it, this match is going to be good, Darby Allen's fantastic, yeah. put the belt on him, it, Cody it, Rhodes can fuck off. If Fighter Fest, uh, not this past one, but the one before that, where we had Cody versus Darby that went to the draw, 
where he killed himself it? on the apron. Yeah, where he where we got the infamous coffin drop uh, meme. If that's an, any indication of what type of match we're going to get Cody versus Darby for this, I am all 100% for it, and I honestly think we finally get a non-New York guy with a title around his waist. There you go. Uh, I, I, I see Darby taking this title. So do I. I just don't want Darby Allen to end up like the um, private party did last year. And the reason I say that is, remember when they were they did the the tournament, uh, yeah. when, when Dynamite first started, when they were first establishing the tag team championships, and they did what most people said was the right thing. The Young Bucks went in there, uh, and they in the first round, they put over Private Party, which yeah. should have been the biggest thing in the world for Private Party, and I think it sort of worked in reverse, like because so many people love the Bucks, and we're gonna get to the Bucks later on. Trust me. Yeah. Um. But instead, because so many people love the Bucks, and they have the ty- the weird type of cult following that they, do. I compare the Young Bucks fans with the Sasha Banks fans, and that's not a good thing. And that's not neither is that their fault. But because of the way young, a lot of the Young Bucks fans, not everybody, I gotta say it, just cover my own ass, not everybody, but because of the way a lot of their fans are, they came out of that match where they the, the Bucks put them over, and it wasn't, oh my god, they just beat the Bucks, they're potentially the new best team in the world. The story coming out of that was, oh, wasn't that a nice thing the Bucks did? Right. And I don't want that, take, take away my, my personal feelings on Cody Rhodes for a minute. I don't want that to be the same thing here, because Darby Allen's an awesome character that does have a lot of people behind him and hasn't really had anything... He's had a lot of great matches, a lot of great stories, a lot of great feuds, a lot of great moments, and and he does some weird skate stunts as well. It's fine, and he staples things on people's faces. But I don't want his first big accomplishment in the company on a pay-per-view stage in a title match scenario to be, oh, wasn't that a nice thing Cody did? I don't think it'll be. I don't think it's gonna be a handout from Cody. I think. I don't think it will be. be. I think it'll be presented that way by the. You know what I mean by the immediate AEW sphere. Uh, I don't. I don't know how to say what I'm saying properly. I just. I don't want. I want the story to be that Darby won. I don't want the story to be that Cody lost. I don't think that'll be the story, honestly. Um. I don't know. Um, all that aside, all of my concerns aside, all of my opinions of Cody Rhodes aside, I do think, much as I hate to admit it, this is going to be a fantastic match. Yeah, 100%. Cody, Cody will bleed. That's what he does. <laughs> he bleeds like he breathes. And he's going he's gonna to do something super dramatic, like sign his name in blood. And his name's longer now, so he's going to need more. Anyways, that's it. I'm done. I don't have the energy to properly evaluate Cody Rhodes tonight. I really don't. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no off the cuff uh, for Cody Rhodes? 
Okay, anybody that's listening to me right now, go back on the podcast or go back on my channel. There is an excerpt from a video that Guapo and I did, and it is me running down why I don't like Cody Rhodes and why Cody Rhodes can fuck the fuck off. And not a single bit of that has changed in my mind. Moving on. There's a pitch to me advertising my own stuff, which you already listened to if you're listening to this. Hey! Speaking of sort of obvious stuff that everybody's going to jerk off over except me, Hangman Adam Page versus Kenny Omega in the AEW World Championship Final Elimination Tournament Gimmick Schneebitz Fernum Burnham thing. Hey, Taz is in AEW. I can do that. <sighs> this match is going to be good. There's no arguing this match will not be good. Come on, Spaz. Even you have to say. My problem. My problem. My problem with this match. Dave Meltzer knows this will be good. My problem with this match is not. My problem with this match is not that I don't think it's going to be good. It's going to be great. I'm okay, Guapo. You'll love this. I still don't get it, but I'm warming up to Kenny Omega. Uh-huh. I still don't like the that a big part of their storyline is one of them drinks and one of them doesn't. That's potentially questionable. But I'm going to throw this at you, and Look, you can do with this what you... You can run a storyline about Jeff Hardy's substance abuse. I don't think that's right either. I do... Okay, it's not okay when WWE does it either, but I just... Because this has gone on so long and they've beaten it over the head and you know he's he's he might turn and join up with uh ftr because they also drink and and they ftr doesn't like kenny omega because he doesn't drink and they poured a beer on him and it's you know what it's wwe 10 years ago and that's absolutely a valid argument except it was bad when wwe did it too Mm. and this is this just feels like it's lasted like jericho and and punk had that that rivalry that was based around the fact that CM Punk was a straight edge guy, and it lasted what like the Mania build, and that was it. Yeah, pretty much that was part it. Of, part of my issue with this and why I look at this a bit harder is because this has been going a lot longer, and something like that tends to drag. That's a personal thing for me. Not everybody's going to agree with me on that, but this Adam Page and Kenny Omega, I like Adam Page. Uh... Obviously, I'm coming around to Kenny Omega because I don't really have a choice. But Adam Page and Kenny Omega is the Sasha Banks and Bailey of AEW. Like they're a they're a team, and the whole time they were a team, we knew that they were going to break up. So from the minute they formed their team, everybody got to say every every week or every month or every preview or every review. Gee, I wonder when they're going to break up. So. Like, the breakup has been happening since they first got together, and that's weird. And then it just makes everything else so... Again, I don't know what the word is, because I don't want to say obvious, because like you say, a lot of stuff in wrestling is obvious. And But you put an, an eight-man tournament together, and the minute you look at the brackets, you're like, well, it's going to be Page and Omega at the end. Like, the other six guys in that tournament are wasting their time. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we knew it was a tournament... As soon as they announced them on opposite sides of the brackets, we knew where it was where it was gonna go. Right, so. but here, but here's my point though. You can still do that. You could definitely have still done the tournament. It's like, 
uh, what did I say about Sasha Banks and Bailey? Like, I understand, even though I don't care about that feud, I know how important WWE thinks that feud is. I know how important a lot of WWE fans think that feud is. It's a main event without the title, right? Whether right. the title, or sorry, whether the title was involved or not. Like they could, it's, it's, it's going to be a main event caliber match. No matter it's, what, it's going to be a, it's going to be a main event caliber match. It could like they could. I don't think any AEW fan would mind, other than the fact that like the title should main event. But I don't think any any AEW fan would really mind if they put Page and Omega in the main event on on Saturday. Right. It would be a tough sell to do it up against the world title, but as far as caliber, as far as much as people are invested in the thing, my thing with Sasha Banks and Bailey was literally the title, right? They could have cost each mm-hmm. other the title. The the feud still would have been there. All the interest between the two of them still would have been there. And you could have also fo- you could have let some other stars that don't have as much focus have a title match while you still have your main event feud. You could have done the same thing here with the tournament, and you could have had two other guys go on to finish the final of the tournament. A tournament creates its own stories, right? Right. If Paige costs Omega the tournament and Omega costs page the tournament you could still draw the exact same line to this pay-per-view to this match and it would still have the same weight behind it and you could have additionally shone a spotlight on one or two other guys that are not getting a spotlight right now i don't i don't even remember who else was in the turn oh i will say though i will say though i i take a little bit of a win when candice LeRae and io shirai outdrew ratings wise Kenny Omega versus Pentagon. Like it's that's a match that we've seen already though. That's the thing. That's true. The But so was so was EO and Candace. I yeah. saw I saw EO and Candace in Toronto at Takeover. The only difference is they've EO switched and roles. Candace, they switched roles as well as EO and Candace was main eventing the Halloween Havoc. Yeah. So the draw was more. Oh, I, oh, I, oh, I know. Guapo, Guapo, trust me. I, I know the comparison isn't fair. Yeah. I know the comparison isn't fair, but NXT's strength is its women's division. So when their women's title outdraws Omega and, and Penta, and I know how good Omega and Penta is. For a, like, pre, let's be for a pre-taped show. True. Absolutely. Again, I'm not saying it's a fair comparison. I'm just saying it makes me smile. Yeah. Um, not, 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 not a, uh, it's not apples to apples right there, though. Yeah, but it's, it's a TLC match for one of the most prestigious titles in wrestling, the NXT Women's Championship. Anyways, hey, hey, if Kenny I, Omega, everybody. if Kenny Omega wants to come to the A show and challenge Io Shirai for the NXT Women's Championship in a TLC match at a hell, oh, I would watch it too, trust me. Trust me, there's a lot of people... Uh, there's a lot of people out there that want to see Io Shirai versus Johnny Gargano right now because of the Candice LeRae feud, and I'm down for that. WWE's never going to do it because they're idiots, but whatever. Um, Spaz. Yes. You have to admit, the match between Penta and Phoenix. Was amazing. 100% amazing, and next week will be amazing. Of course. For the rematch. Yes. This is the thing. Like, I'm the NXT guy, but I'm not going to say that good shit isn't good shit. Like me for the long even even the Wardlow Jungle Boy match eh. was good shit. Yeah. I like Wardlow and I like Jungle Boy. I'd rather see both of them doing other things. 
if that makes sense. The match wasn't bad, but I'd rather see each one of them doing other things. The thing with Phoenix and, and Penta, like, I'm the NXT guy. I'm not going to say the good shit on AEW isn't good. Like, me, for the longest time now, as long as you and I have been previewing these shows, me saying I don't get Kenny Omega and I don't get the god status that some people put on the man doesn't mean that I don't look at his matches and say his matches are fantastic. When I didn't know who he was and he was just this guy out in Japan that Jericho was fighting, I'm like, I don't get it and I don't watch New Japan and I don't know who he is and Jericho looks weird like he's dressed up like the crow for Halloween. It's fine. Doesn't mean the match wasn't good. Right. That's, that's the thing. I just think, like, because... Uh, anyways, getting back to my Sasha Banks and Bailey comparison... You could have done this match on this show, coming out of that tournament, without also having the final of the tournament on it. And a couple of other people... Like, can you imagine if if the brackets were different, you could have had the final versus Penta and Phoenix on the show. And then you would have had Paige and Omega, which is a, which is a match and a feud in and of its own right, regardless of the tournament. And you could have had Phoenix and Penta... And the winner of that going on to face Ambrose and, or sorry, Ambrose, not Ambrose, Moxley. 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 I didn't. I don't even do that it's shit a, intentionally it's anymore. A, it's all right. I, I did it. All That's okay. I'm gonna say Kingston, and then I'm gonna think Kofi. I'm like, oh, he's, he's in the mid card. It's fine. Um, I I don't know. Like you didn't have to. You could have had these two without wiping out the other six. I guess is right. my point. Anyways, that's that's my gripe with it. My gripe with it is small. The match is gonna be good. Hangman, like, from the beginning of Dynamite to, like, or the beginning first AEW pay-per-view of him not being the choice to be the world champion, and then sort of going downward and being being stuck in a tag team for a while, and getting back up into the thing. Like, he's got, he's got a cool arc, but I don't think he's winning. No. I think you're going to get another round... I think you're going to get another round of Moxley versus Omega out of this. And maybe Paige costs him that match, and then Paige gets a shot at Mox, and then I don't know from there. Uh, Kenny's taking it, and I'm not even—I'm not saying that like it's a good or a bad thing. I just, as good as the match is going to be, I don't see a situation where Kenny Omega loses because he's doing his weird like the sweeper he, or whatever the fuck. He's becoming he the cleaner again. Okay, the cleaner. Yes. Yeah, with, come on, man, you got to get right with 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 brooms and and such. Okay. It's fine. Um, Jericho MJF. Jericho MJF. I'm going to say something controversial here. Big surprise. Don't you dare. Don't you do it. I'm going to say something really... I swear really, if you do it... I'm going to say something really controversial here. I love everything about the Jericho MJF story. Uh-huh. Except the dinner. We can't be friends. Okay. And here, here's my admission. Here's my admission. I get that I'm on an island with that. I get that I'm on an island with that because there's a lot of people that are like, they just don't get the bantery stuff that Chris Jericho and MJF do as a whole. And because of that, they don't like the dinner thing. Or there's people that do get the banter thing. And because of that, they love the, the dinner thing. I, I think they reached for something with that. And I give them all the credit and the creativity 
of both of those guys, because MJF and Jericho are both fucking brilliant. They yes, are absolutely, character-wise, uh, creativity-wise, the two of them are brilliant. The 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 two elements of like MJF and Wardlow and the the inner circle thing coming together is all brilliant. The only thing that didn't work for me was was the dinner thing. All the other stuff where he's like playing it off and he gets them all the jackets and he's picking on Sammy because he gave Sammy the huge jacket because Sammy's you know small or or whatever and you know when they did the thing a while ago do you want me to join the the the, the inner circle do you want to join the inner circle do you want me to join the inner circle like all of that the the quick repartee like improv shit that they do live is awesome the only mm. thing that reached a bit too far for me was 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 the dinner thing now conversely somebody's going to come to me during an NXT show and tell me that they don't like Shotzi Blackheart's tank. And I'm going to tell them what you just said to me. Hey, we can't be friends. So I'm not saying I have a leg to stand on here. But in this entire scenario between these two, that's the only thing that doesn't work for me. So the rest of this is fantastic. I want to know how the external characters work out in this. Like, I want to know where Wardlow's going to be. I want to know where Santana, Ortiz, Sammy... Hager with his, like, beat-up hamburger-looking face. Because eventually we're going to get Wardlow versus Hager somewhere in the mix, and that's going to be awesome. That's definitely getting built. Um, If it just becomes a matter of MJF takes over the inner circle, okay, cool. You want to turn Jericho face for a bit, that's cool. If you want to have MJF joining the inner circle and leaving Wardlow... Wardlow gets pissed and he sort of becomes like a monster baby face. There is, it's kind of like Undisputed Era in the sense that there's literally a hundred directions you could go with this. You could have Wardlow turn on MJF and he joins the inner circle and MJF is the odd one out. You know, they could split inner circle down the middle because half of them like MJF and half of them don't. Um, I don't know who wins this. Because not because of the match itself. If it was just a match for matches' sake, I would say MJF because Jericho's going to make him look like a million bucks. But more so because of the stipulation involved, I don't know what they want to do with it. So I don't know where this match is going. But I'm going to enjoy the ride. And if they break out in song in the middle of the match, uh... you'll just have to deal with it. It's true. It is true. Um. Well, one, I, I know why you didn't like the, uh, I know why I didn't like the dinner party. Why is that? Because you have no taste. Okay. And they also had rare steak. Rare steak is gross. I mean, I like medium rare, but whatever. That's your, not the your, point. Your, dinner, your dinner's not supposed to be on its period. Look, uh, I like to hear it moo still when it comes out. That's it. That's really gross. That's like exceptionally I mean, if, if, gross. If blood's still coming out of it, I know it. I know they cooked it right. So you only eat steak once a month, then? Oh no, oh no, I, I eat steak quite often. Okay. Uh, okay. Now I'm gonna break some more hearts. Don't you do it. <laughs> I'm gonna break some more hearts. You bastard. I'm an idiot bastard. I'm gonna break some more hearts. AEW 
tag, do it. tag team championship. If the Bucks lose, they will never challenge for the AEW World Championships ever again because they're a pair of Cody's and it's predictable. And apparently, according to Wikipedia, Tully Blanchard is banned from ringside. I didn't know that until just now. Yes. Um, I also found that out uh, when doing the podcast. Again, gonna put the gonna put the precursors out there first. A. It is another Sasha Bailey situation. I know that there are people that have been waiting for this match since before the revival was a thing, since before uh, AEW was a thing. I know how much people want this match. People want this match so much that I am almost willing to live on their enthusiasm for this match. But. Yes. But. But. Who are the baby faces in this match? <laughs> there is no baby face in this match. Okay. Second question. What is the exist. what is the one thing that AEW always brags about? They've got the real sport feel because they've got wins and losses, which leads to stuff ranking system yeah so if there's a ranking. ranking system why did we bother getting the totally out of nowhere we've got a lottery tumbler in the middle of the ring and we're gonna see who's gonna fight for a title shot and <gasps> what's this the young bucks is drawn out of the tumbler as we're picking of an opponent for the artists formerly known as the revival <gasps> And it didn't matter who was in that four-way match, because, again, it's like the tournament thing. And this is... The more we get into AEW, and the more we get into like the ranking system and how they do stories and whatever, the more we've come across things... One, one set of, of scenarios, and it's not just that I'm taking the piss out of the ranking system, but they tell... The ranking system. They tell you exactly what you're getting and then they try to convince you that you might not get it and then they give it to you like from the minute the revival showed up in aew we know they've been staring down the bucks and we know that that match is coming and we know that that's the the first big thing that they're going to do other than picking up the titles but then let's have let's pull them out of a tumbler and three other teams that literally don't matter because we know the match is going to be the Bucks. And why do we need a number one contender's fatal four-way coming out of a random lottery tumbler if we already have an existing ranking system that says, hey, here are the next guys in line. Like, because... the stuff that we're getting is good, but they, they make it so convoluted. And don't get me wrong. When we get to the world title match, I'm going to say the exact same thing. Because Eddie Kingston isn't the number one contender. I don't think. No. Um, and I don't think Luke Harper was even on the map when he attacked Moxley and said, well, I want a title match type thing. So it wouldn't bug me because that's how most wrestling companies are. Like if you have a feud with somebody and one of you has a belt, that feud is going to be for the belt eventually. But if they're not going to use the ranking system, then why do they keep pushing the ranking system? 
And I should have mentioned that before, too, uh, the Nyla Rose thing. Like, how the hell did Nyla Rose get another title shot? Other than, like, I think she bullied The Office or something. Or Vicky yelled at somebody. More interestingly, though, if they're going to have the NWA Women's Championship on the show, does AEW have an NWA Women's World Title ranking system? No. Um, they didn't need to make up a story for this. Again, like the like the Omega thing, just say, hey, we're the champions. Young Bucks think they're the best tag team in the world. You know, show up on Saturday and prove it. Like, don't run. My problem is it's insulting to the intelligence a little bit. Like, as soon as, like you, you said it before I could even get the words out. You put those eight people in that tournament with Kenny on one side and Paige on the other side, and the minute you see the graphic, you know who's winning. You throw a, you throw an intentionally random four way tag match together to give us a match that we already know we're we're getting, and that's taking something that me on the surface I know it's going to be a good match for the people that are more invested in the Bucks. They've been waiting for this match a long time. They know it's coming. For revival fans coming over from WWE, same thing. You don't need to manufacture another reason for the match to happen. When it's just like, hey, here's the match you're getting. Hey, we're the fans. Hey, that's a match we'd like to see. They they, they create an unnecessary step. They did it with uh, Moxley and Jericho. Like, they had a feud. They scrapped a couple of times. And then they threw Moxley in a number one contenders match. And you're like, hmm, gee, I wonder who's going to win. It's, it's this weird, like, sort of stagger before you get to the match, and I don't think it helps the match at all. Um, but, as, but again, I put all that aside. All the indie fans are going to jerk off while this match is going on. I'm pretty sure the Young Bucks are going to win because they put the stupid Cody stipulation on it. And, yeah. FTR are yeah, just... Bucks win. Bucks win. FTR are just revival in a different building. Uh, and I don't, and I don't know how positive that that is. I mean, we know they're great wrestlers as well. The the tie-in with Tully and how they're the more classic, uh, you know, the no flips just fists thing. Um, they're not the same as Moxley. Like to me, Moxley is just Dean Ambrose with no limitations, right? Like turned up to eleven or whatever the cliche is. I don't, other than the fact that they have a manager. There's not much different from FTR, in my opinion. That's not bad, because I like the Revival, but I don't think they've stepped it up in the same way that some of the other people that have come over from from the other company have. But the match is going to be great. The Bucks are going to win. Uh, on a side note, Rusev is a dud in uh, AEW, and he can fuck off. With his blonde hair and his and his gaming machines. Uh... Okay, so Miro Miro hasn't gotten the full full extent and full uh, levy that he can carry. Uh, you have to think this past uh, week was the first time we got him in a singles match, so it's hard to say anything about him just yet, just because he hasn't had time to do anything. He's lame. Yeah. His well, entire. Okay, okay, I'm not going to be with the people that say that AEW is just another impact, they're just going to scoop up whoever they can from WWE, and that'll be that, right? 
Yeah. I'm not going to go with that because, because all, all no, eight because they could have scooped up a lot of people from. Uh... This is true. This is true. No, but you remember, like before Impact was Impact, when it was still TNA and when it was in the middle yeah. of falling apart and whatever, and everybody that came over from Damian Sandow to Mr. Kennedy to the New Age Outlaws to everybody, everybody that went over into TNA did that. Hey, I just came over from WWE, and by the way, fuck those guys, and that's how they got cheered in, in Impact. Or that's how they got cheered in TNA. And it was really bad. And it was part of why TNA fell apart. Right. The only person realistically... I mean, D, uh, sorry, Moxley came in and made a statement. Jericho made a couple of very specific jabs at very specific times that were clever. Rusev, Miro, just came out and did the ex-WWE guy in TNA speech. And I was just like, nah, man. Like, as much as I have criticisms of AEW, I will not agree with the people that are saying, oh, they're just pulling a TNA. But that was the first one when he came out and he was announced as the, what is it, the best man for Kip yeah, Sabian? the best man. That was that, and I'm just like, okay, I am a dick to AEW, but I wasn't accusing them of this. Please don't do this. And then, oh, suddenly... WWE has their controversy with the Twitch thing, so let's really, really lean hard into the fact that Rusev is a Twitch guy and pretend that that's not a huge dig. Like, AEW is not as petty as I sometimes make fun of them for being, but with Miro specifically, they are. They are falling into all those traps that usually they don't, and it's making them lame in my opinion. In the ring, he's still great. In the ring, he's still a powerhouse. He proved that this week. He's he's a great guy to watch in the ring. He was a great guy to watch in WWE if they had let him flex a little more. But I'm just... I want to enjoy this guy. This is a guy I like. Don't do the one thing that I was sort of giving you credit for not doing. That's all. Uh, and I like Kip Sabian, and I like uh, What's-Her-Face that's with Kip Sabian. Uh, Penelope Ford? Was I? Am I wrong? Or at one point, did they not have a tag team match on this card? No. Were they not taking on the best friends? I don't think so. Okay. No, because uh, what's his name? Uh, what's Rusev's name in AEW? Miro. Miro. Because Miro had a match with one of them this week. Yeah, with Trent. Uh, I and I could have sworn that was a preview for a tag team match this weekend. But hey, they're not. They're not overdoing the tag team thing. I'm going to give a lot of credit to AEW in the structure of this card. I should have said this at the beginning. They're not overdoing the tag team element, and they haven't really given us, like, some random, like, here's a bunch of people matches, which I've been critical of in the past. So two mm -hmm. huge things that I see on most AEW cards that aren't happening on this show. Big, huge shout-out to them for that. And big, huge shout-out to them as we go into our main event. John Moxley and Eddie Kingston... Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Talk about blurring the lines of uh, what's going to be real or not. I, uh, I've i never seen just, Eddie Kingston until he came to AEW. Mm -hmm. I, it's been a... Okay, I won't say never, but it's been a long time since I have enjoyed a wrestler as instantly as I've enjoyed Eddie Kingston. He His promo is... His promo is just by itself. It, it, it's it's really good how he 
I mean, uh, the running, I know, I know you don't watch BTE, but the running thing of, with Eddie on, uh, BTE is literally they give, uh, they go up to Eddie and say, all right, here's a bag of, uh, M&Ms, make a promo, go. Nice. Two seconds later, he cuts a freaking five minute promo on a bag of M&Ms. See, Eddie Kingston is kind of like JD from New York. If JD from New York was good. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> That's all I got. I just needed to get that in there because it's because it's absolutely true. These guys are gonna kill each other. The pro- the only. And I'm even going to admit that this is a nitpick. The only thing that keeps this from being perfect, and it still is perfect, it's what I'm looking forward to most on Saturday night. This match is going to be fantastic. The build has been fantastic. The only problem with it, and it's not even really a problem because they make it believable, is all the stories that they're telling you about their past and whatever happened before either one of them was ever in AEW. Yeah. And because of that, because of the time frame that they've both been together in the same company and fighting for this title is so short, the entire build is nothing you've seen and everything that they're just telling you happened. And the thing is though, nobody's seen it because all everything that like in the promo this past Wednesday that they were uh saying and everything, they were in like indie indies. Right, together, no, but this is this is this is my point though. Like Eddie was but, first starting and But you know what like when, when Moxley's talking about oh when we came up together and I was sitting at your mom's table for dinner and all this sort of thing and all that stuff, don't get me wrong. Please anybody listening to me, don't get me wrong. It's all fantastic, but it's nothing that the audience watching you talk about it has seen. So it all depends on how much you're just willing to take their word. And I am, because the two of them are great on the mic. Moxley, he's got a little bit of, of uh, Jake Roberts in him, in this in the case of he can shout without being loud. And he even said it, the, you know, the loudest guy in the room is the guy that's got the most to prove, and he doesn't have anything to prove, so he doesn't have to be mm-hmm. loud. They're great at it, but it's just if they had either both been in the company a bit longer or the story had drawn out a little more, we would definitely still reference their past, but we would have seen some stuff like, say they'd been feuding for a year and they finally got to feud over the title. We would have a year of seeing them fight, backed up by whatever they tell us about their past beforehand. Mo- like I would say a good 80-90% of the build, quote-unquote, for this match is just stuff that both of them are telling us happened yeah and it doesn't bother me this is where i'm this is where i, I want to be clear for anybody that's listening it doesn't bother me but i can see that pulling some people out of it not myself because i think the delivery is great i think the chemistry between these two guys is obviously fantastic but there's going to be a pocket of people out there that are going to be like okay you're just telling me and i haven't seen anything uh, you can tell me a story, but I wasn't there to watch it. I didn't experience it as a fan, so it's not contributing to my enjoyment of the match. That's a very, 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 very minute criticism of what is going to be a fantastic match. And it's hysterical that Taz came out this week on Dynamite and said, Well, uh, we got a ranking system. Brian Cage is ranked number one. Where's his title shot? <laughs> 
And I'm just like, for me to take the piss out of their ranking system is one thing. For them to actually come out and admit it on the show, I don't know what kind of move that was. But that aside, put that to one side, put my criticisms to one side, main event's going to be awesome. There's enough on here that enough uh, AEW fans have been waiting for for a long ass time. Bucks versus Revival, regardless of what I think of it, is going to be great. Omega versus Page, regardless of what I think of it, is going to be great. MJF versus Jericho, regardless of the fact that the dinner segment sucked, is going to be great. The other women's title match is probably going to be great. Uh, The Elite Deletion... I'm still worried about because I don't want Matt Hardy to get hurt, but it's a cinematic match, so he shouldn't get hurt. Whatever. Darby Allen and Cody Rhodes, even though Cody Rhodes is Cody Rhodes, should be good. I think I'm willing to go out on a limb and say that this is the most I've looked forward to an AEW pay-per-view. Not including uh, All In, because that was technically before. It's a solid crap. It's a solid uh, card. This... I mean, it will suffer from literally just the fact that we're still in COVID times and the crowd's going to be small and it's been in the same building forever, but that's everything at the moment. But hey, on a a good note, we may be able, we may see uh, our good buddy Ruffin there live in the crowd. There we go. Uh, Anybody, nobody on my channel knows what Ruffin looks like. It's fine. He'll have... (laughs) He hopefully will have a Wednesday, uh, Wednesday Night Wrestling Show sign. I thought you were going to say he was going to have a Wednesday Night Wrestling Show t-shirt. That would have been, uh... It's like A-W-W. We, all, we don't have merch. All, all, all Wednesday Wrestling. I tried. It's tired in here. Yeah. I just finished recording with you. I just finished recording with Jake. It's tired in here. It's fine. Oh, All right, no, anything, anything else you want to throw in? Anything else that I've missed, seeing as I'm literally just copying and pasting from Wikipedia? Um, that's that's about it. I mean, I, I don't think there's any more uh, matches. Uh, they haven't announced any, like, uh, uh, anything else. Uh, but... Um, if Pac shows forward... up, where do you think he shows up? Pac? Uh, if he shows up anywhere, he'll show up in the... Uh, in the, what you call it, in the I Quit match. The Moxley In, in the match. main event? Yeah. I wouldn't mind Pac and, and Moxley. That would be interesting. But I, I don't know whether I'd rather see Pac versus Moxley or Pac versus Kingston. Besides Pac, is there any, any like, person either from, uh, from Indies or whatever, or from, even from Impact? Did you would mind be a random uh, person to sh- pop up? Um, not from Impact, but we we've already kind of talked about it. Like they do have the the interactions with NWA. Yeah. So what we talked about earlier, the the possibility of revisiting the Rhodes versus Aldis situation, and now making it a title versus title situation would intrigue mm-hmm. me. Uh, out of nowhere this week, I was hearing rumors that Sting was going to show up. If Sting shows up, oh god. Uh, no, no, no. To mentor Darby Allen. I'll be all about it. I... 
I was never a huge WCW guy, so I'm I'm not, I'm not the right person to answer this. But I don't think Darby Allen needs a mentor. He doesn't need it. However, I don't know uh, if Sting popped up to be there in like Darby's corner or whatever it is. I'm all about it. So what you're saying is Cody Rhodes versus Darby Allen. But the real match is on the outside between Sting and Arn Anderson. <laughs> I, I'll pay money to watch it. Do you remember? Do you remember Hogan versus Sting in TNA? No, no, I don't. You and blocked it out. And I'm happy, pretty much. You blocked it out. Just like, just like I blocked out Sting versus uh, Jeff Hardy. Found for glory. You paid for it. All right, uh, that's about all we got here for tonight, so... That was Victory Road, by out. the way. Whatever, same difference. Take us out, Spaz. Uh, with a silver bullet. Me? Well, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Flapple <laughs> underscore 504. Follow me, on, uh, follow me and Ruffin on Facebook for the Wednesday Night Wrestling Show, where we do a show, or try to do a show, every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Standard time. That's all I got. You're welcome. Continue. It's, it's tired in here. You guys know where to find me or you wouldn't be here. I've been Spaz. He's been Guapo. I'm officially out of energy. We are your AEW reality check. Subscribe up there. Talk down there. Start a conversation. Keep all these conversations going. Don't be a stranger. I'll talk to you and every last one of you later. But for right now, me and Senor Guapo are tagging out. Bye, guys. Adios, mis amigos.